Welcome back to another episode of the Gen Z Football Podcast. I'm Ryan Shop, and I'm joined, as always, by Tom Hayes. Tom, how are you? I've been better. Um, if you can't tell, I, I am a bit sick. Well, we know it's a little bit clogging up, but we'll uh, power through, get all this done, get all the news out there. Yes. Um, so, um, just a... More of a normal podcast this week. Uh, we've got the rundown, as usual, the results, uh, the transfer whispers, probably a few of those, um, the fixtures and our tipping for the upcoming matches, a few big games um, oh, yeah. to mention in those as we wind the season up in the Premier League and all other competitions. Champions and then we'll Warrior. finish off with yes or no. Uh, so we'll just get straight into it. This week on The Rundown, on Monday, the Premier League Hall of Fame was released with Thierry Henry and Alan Shearer, the inaugural inductees. Wow, I don't think many people could argue against uh, the selection of both Henry and Shearer. Yeah, I mean, you could, but you wouldn't because they're obviously champions. Mm. Um, I'll just quickly run through a couple of things. Uh, Yeah, so first inductees of the... Premier League Hall of Fame. Uh, Henri, 175 goals, two-time Premier League champion, one of them being in the Invincibles, uh, two-time Premier League player of the season and a four-time Premier League golden boot. Unreal stats. And Shearer, uh, 260 goals, which is still the current record. Oh, not 100. One-time Premier League champion, one-time Premier League player of the season, three-time Premier League golden boot. Um, There is six more um, Premier League... Uh, inductees still to come, um, which is through a fan vote. I'll just get these names up. Um, didn't prepare. Sorry, I'll be one second. Um, Shira Henry. Yep, they're the ones in there. Okay, vote now. Let's just pretend we're voting. I think I've already voted anyway. All right, so we've got Tony Adams, David Beckham, Dennis Bergkamp, Sol Campbell, Eric Cantona. Uh, Andy Cole, Ashley Cole, Didier Drogba, Les Ferdinand, Rio Ferdinand, Robbie Fowler, Steven Gerrard, Roy Keane, Frank Lampard, Matt Letizier, Michael Owen, Peter Schmeichel, Paul Scholes, John Terry, Robin Van Persie, Nemanja Vidic, Patrick Vieira, and Ian Wright. Um, so yeah, six more of those will come. I think, imagine one year, all of these guys will be in there. Um, just a matter of time who I don't know why they would do a fan vote which I think is a bit weird so there's a further six to come that's right yeah um, I so can't yeah. I can't imagine uh, <coughs> Sol Campbell getting a lot of praise yeah that would be a lot uh, just, just he's the one who, who moved to Tottenham yeah after the Invincible was it after the Invincible <coughs> I'm not too sure anyway and he was an Arsenal player so yeah um, biggest, um, so uh, quite yeah. a few big names but I don't know who who have you voted? I haven't yet. Um, no, I haven't voted. I want. I, I was about to. I um, but I, I closed the window. Um, I'd probably have. I think Beckham might get in there just because <coughs> of his his name. Yeah, just um, Cantona is probably good shot. Although I don't Lampard, know. Yeah, he did pretty well. Lampard, Gerrard. Yeah, you'd think they're probably in. Um, uh, Dennis Burkham, I think, is a pretty good shout. He's skulls as well. Skulls. Um, <laughs> all of these guys could easily. I mean, yeah, I think that's probably why they're on the list. Yeah. Uh, Robbie Fowler, I wouldn't put it past him. <coughs> Schmeichel, I, I think. think. The only goalkeeper on the list. I think if I was to pick six, just right now, I'd go 
uh, if I was to predict who they were. I predict, yeah. I'm going to go Beckham. Um, just because, like you said, how big he is. Um, as he is the only goalkeeper, Peter Smichael. Um, I can Lampard and Gerrard will both get in just because Chelsea fans would back Lampard, Liverpool fans would back Gerrard. So that's four. I want to put Didier Drogba. Um, so let's put Didier Drogba and Paul Scholes, I think, will get in as well. I think it's just going to... People are just going to pick their favourite players. Yeah, think about that, that, That's players where people like... Generally, like, defenders. I think that's, that's where, like, players like maybe... Michael Owen, Sol Campbell, John Terry might miss even. out. Might miss out. Yeah, John, John he, he Terry only played Chelsea. for Chelsea, so yeah, and he was he was there for nineteen years he was, um, in he the Premier League. And Michael Owen was amazing when he's at yeah. Liverpool, especially. So um, won a Ballon d'Or as well. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, uh, we'll quickly get through the rest yeah, of the stuff. Let's move it on. Uh, also on Monday, <laughs> if you also, hear me coughing, by the way, yeah. just deal with it. Also on Monday, Spotify founder. Uh, or co-founder, uh, Daniel Ek, um, the, uh, he's Swedish, the Swede, Daniel Ek, uh, prepared to launch an Arsenal takeover bid, um, and I think it was later revealed that he has got the funding to um, actually back that bid, mm. um, although it was um, eh, the Kroenke um, family said that they're not going to sell. Yeah. But you're not going to say you're going to sell, even if you are going to sell, because that drives the price down a lot. Yeah, like most, well, I think all of the current owners have not said they want to sell. Uh, they've actually backed themselves in. Um, so yeah, Daniel Ek, he got the help for funding from other Arsenal Invincibles. Uh, well, not other, but Arsenal Invincibles. Terry Henry, Dennis Bergkamp, and Patrick Vieira. Um, so yeah, he looked set to... Set his uh, to launch his bid, but yeah, since from Broncos, from my well, sorry, from my understanding, it was not that they helped him with the funding; it was to help them with the support. So they, they might have chipped in some of their money, money but yeah. not, not nothing compared to what he would obviously. <coughs> Quite um, I think it was more that they're maybe going to come in as like backroom, background kind mm. of people. Potential, yeah. Uh, anyway, next. Um, that's on hold for the moment. Uh, next, uh, we have on Tuesday, Julian Nagelsmann joined Bayern Munich. Um, yeah, and that will start from next season when uh, Hansi Flick will leave now. Even though Bayern didn't officially say he would, but obviously he will now because yeah. um, they've appointed Nagelsmann as uh, head coach or manager. I yeah. don't know. Um, so yeah, five year contract there, massive. Um, but he was also a few months ago <coughs> he started building a house in Munich too. Well, there you go. It's probably hinted. At and his family's from Munich. So yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, he formally asked RB Leipzig to terminate his contract at season's end, um, prior to the contract agreement. The current RB Salzburg coach, Jesse Marsh, will take over at Leipzig. Um, some other news relating to this, I suppose. Bayern Munich will play a friendly against the German national team, uh, later this year, which is kind of weird. Cause I don't know team, how that works. Yeah. So the players that are on the German team, but play for Bayern will play for Bayern. And then they just have other feelings for the so German team. So they're going to have the B-grade um, pretty much German yeah. team and the Bayern Munich. Yeah. Because Bayern Munich's pretty much... The, yeah. Yeah, so a friendly we played there um, with funds going uh, to Bayern Munich 
to compensate for the departure of Flick because I had to pay him out. So, yeah. <laughs> That's bizarre. Okay. Bizarre, yeah. What do we have next? <laughs> uh, what the... Oh, Friday. Friday. On Friday, Lionel Messi has reportedly informed Juan Laporta that he would like to stay at Barcelona. Big yeah. 360. And I think also linking to this, there was some rumours today or yesterday that um, PSG have put together a pack, a three-year deal package um, supposedly for Messi. Yeah. We might get into that a bit later. Um, yeah, those... Oh, I don't know how strong they were, but they they have shown interest in Messi for quite a while since, you know, since he said he wanted to depart at the end of last year. Um, but this also comes with, reportedly, um, Messi would be prepared to reduce his salary by up to 50%, which would help them massively considering how much money he's on yeah i mean half a million dollars a week is better than he's not as good as a million dollars a week um you can still live off it i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure you can live off playing with nothing a week but that's all right what do we got uh Uh, lastly uh inter (coughs) milan i'm pretty sure inter milan they're now called inter oh no starting next no they're called inter milan oh yeah true they're not called international they're not called international because don't care about history. Yep. Um, secured their first Serie A title in eleven years with a four with four matches remaining. So big for them. Obviously, um, Juventus were trying to go ten and O or ten in the last ten years, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it hasn't really worked out for them this season. Yeah. So I believe it is it called a Scudetto. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. <laughs> Just not with the accent. Uh, yeah, so it's their first one since the 2009-10 season, which is the season they won. The I think treble. it just means championship. Anyway, yeah, they yeah. won the they won the treble that year. Yep. They're obviously not going to do With, it now. Um, uh, Jose. Jose. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, their top four race, however, in the Serie A, which is for the Champions League, is uh, very hot right now. Atalanta, Juventus, AC Milan, Napoli and Lazio. All have five points in between them, as you said, with four games left, um, which could come down to anything. Um, obviously, it's been stated that if your vendors don't make that, Ronaldo will look to leave, um, which could cause, or could have massive ramifications on Juventus, especially since they've backed Pirlo, well, formally backed Pirlo. Yeah, Pirlo also subbed him in earlier in the season, which was a bit odd. Yeah. Um, I think Atalanta looked the strongest out of them, but I'm not mm. sure what the teams have in terms of run into the last four games. But yeah, wonder anything else? Any other news for the rundown you've got? Uh, well, the big thing that's missing here is today. Uh, I think well, we'll probably enter it <clears throat> with some of the results, but um, probably mention it here as well. Oh, is yeah, the Man United thing? Yeah, I'll oh, talk about the results. Talk about. It. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I I did because it's not a match. Think, that's I was yeah I was thinking about it, but I thought oh, yeah, I'll right. the results. <laughs> well, we'll just go into the results then. Alrighty, so for the results this week, um, boy, we had some uh, big ones, uh, especially in the Champions League. We had a to be game in the Premier League, which could have resulted the title, but didn't come. So we'll get through them now. Premier League match week thirty three. Um, there was one game left. We had Leicester City 2, Crystal Palace 1. Um, important win for Leicester here. Um, obviously, they had a, another result, which wasn't um, so fortunate for them later on in the episode or in the results. 
Um, but yeah, Kalecci Nacho scoring his 10th goal of the year. Absolutely on fire, as we've said in the last couple episodes. And another interesting point in this one, uh, for the first time in Premier League history, a match was allowed to be paused to allow Wesley Fofana to break his uh, Ramadan fast during the match. I think it was in the 35th minute they allowed him to eat. Uh, so they stopped the match for him, for him to eat. Things okay. A bit different, but first time that's ever happened. Um, so now, Champions League, uh, semi-final, first legs, Real Madrid and Chelsea played out a 1-1 draw. Pulisic became the first American to score in the semi-finals of the Champions League for Chelsea. Um, and Kareem Benzema scored his 71st Champions League goal, equaling Raul um, on the fourth all-time on the... On the leaderboard. Yeah, um, I think it probably should slash could have been Chelsea like two or three one. Yeah, I saw a. Um, There's a few bad misses. I saw a funny tweet um, saying if Benzema was playing for Chelsea, they would have won like four nil or something, four one or something. Um, I mean, yeah, I think the the biggest of them all was probably Timo Werner's point shocker. Um, mm. He just had to tap it in, but he. So launched it and it didn't work because um, there was even he just tapped it in but uh, there was no way that Courtois was going to get to it. Um, yeah, but yeah, per, it gets in the right positions all the time. You can't fault him for that. It's just the finishing that. It's like the opposite of last year when he was at Leipzig because at Leipzig he would always be the player in the wrong spot, but he always running, get the goal. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know if it's a bit of pressure. I don't know. I think maybe Chelsea need to look for a prolific goal scorer um, as a like a main striker and Timo Werner being the number two, so it just takes a lot of pressure off him. And I think, I think, because I think there's a bit more pressure than there was at Leipzig. Mm. We could um, talk about that. Oh, we can talk about it now, but we can talk about more in transfer whispers because yeah. that also talks about that's why uh, Tammy think, Abraham's position in the, in the squad. Yeah, but I was also going to say, I think that's one of the reasons <coughs> why they'd want someone like a Haaland because yeah. he would definitely take the pressure off pressure and, and Timo Werner would probably still score 15 goals a season if he had the pressure. How many has he got this season? Uh, not many. Five or six. He, really? Actually, maybe he's got, he's probably got a bit has more. He, got 10 yet? he might be on 10. I love a quick look. Anyway, um, um, he's not 21 like Harry Kane. Uh, he's not, uh, he's not got 21 goals. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, Chelsea definitely have the advantage going into the Stamford Bridge. Uh, he's got six goals in 32 appearances. Oh, that's just in the Prem. Uh, he's got a few Champions League goals. Probably two. Three goals in the Champions League from 10 games, one goal in the FA Cup, and one goal in the Carabao Cup. So 11 goals this season um, out of what, 32, he's, 42, 45. 40, he's had seven assists too. 11 goals in 46 games. Yeah. Anyway, um, anyway, Chelsea definitely have the uh, advantage going into the away leg with the away goal, away which goal, probably... Yeah. You could probably Should. think will be um, a quite big advantage. Yeah, yeah, um, you're a foot in with the home game mm. still to play. Um, move on. Uh, PSG fell to Manchester City mm. two goals to one at home. Uh, pretty much a calamity of errors leading to both the City goals. Uh, the first one, I'm trying to think. First, oh yeah, the first one was the De Bruyne goal, yep. which just went just bounced in, bounced through everyone. Um, and the other one was the free kick that went straight through the wall. The wall, deal. which um, I think uh, Mares says, "Oh yeah, I want to take it." And then they go, Are you sure, and then he slots it straight. There was there was weird. The wall was set up weird. Yeah, who was it that was lying on the floor? I don't know. There was the, one of the PSG players was lying on the floor for some reason. Yeah, bizarre. Never seen it um, done before. 
Really? I haven't seen it done before. Not like live. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say um, <laughs> that happens quite often now. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> two odd goals, but, you know, puts them in front with two away goals, which is going to be very hard for PSG to get over at uh, Manchester City. The only thing I think PSG have in their favour is Manchester City don't go all out and then sit back. Yeah. They will play exactly the same way that they've played. Be- and that may screw them because yeah. they really need to do nothing and, like, stalemate, but that's not how Pep does it. Um, yeah. So it'll either be, like... 4-1, or PSG might claw it back and there might be penalties or something. That's the yeah. best they can hope for, I think. Um, yeah, PSG have had a tendency to score a lot on the away legs. Mm. Um, they yeah, they beat Barca 4-1 at the new Camp. They beat uh, Bayern 3-2 at uh, the Allianz. In the um, snow. Yeah, in the snow. Um, if we go back to the... Group stage, they beat United 3-1 at Old Trafford. So the game is still there to be won, I suppose. It's the first time um, Kylian, <coughs> Kylian Mbappe hasn't had a shot Wow. Um, for PSG at uh, in the Champions League match. Crazy. Anyway, um, anyway moving move on. on to the Premier League games over the weekend. We'll just power through these ones, go through the transfer whispers. So we got Southampton and Leicester City playing out a 1-1 draw. Uh, yeah, as I was talking, Leicester City, that's the, that, exactly the opposite what they needed mm. um, coming into the final what, four games of the season. Uh, Man City defeated Crystal Palace uh, 2-0 at Selhurst. So they're one win away from winning the title. Or if United were to lose to Liverpool, City would claim the title, which we'll talk about in a second because that obviously hasn't happened. Whichever comes first. Um, Brighton and Hove Albion defeated Leeds 2-0. Now... This is kind of what I was talking about because I was, I was waiting for it to happen last week when Leeds, I forgot who they beat. Um, but this is, well, obviously I'm talking about like the highs of Leeds are high. Leeds the lows drew are last low. week to United. Yeah. Uh, well, the last time they won. Well, obviously a, a draw to United is not that bad. Um, but yeah, this was the low, this is the low lows. Um, Brighton completely dominated them. In all aspects, and like uh, XG possession, I believe shots as well. I'm not. I'm not sure about shots. Um, but um, yeah, this is the opposite of how they sort of uh, they have they have their high it's, highs and they have their low lows. It's helped Brighton, I think, <laughs> move a bit further away from the uh, relegation zone. Yeah, which we could talk about the table real quick. I'll touch on that after. But yeah, um, they only allowed them to have two shots on target. Um, even with 41% of possession. Um, mm. So you could almost say Leeds didn't make the most of their chances, maybe. Um, but yeah, they had nine nine corners to two, and they only had two shots on target from nine corners. Anyway, um, yeah, we'll talk about the table. Um, we'll quickly touch on that after. <coughs> um, Chelsea defeated Fulham, two goals to one. Kai Havertz scoring a brace in that mm. one. Another one that's... Sort of struggled to get the pace, but he's starting to pick up the pace now. Um, Aston Villa defeated Everton 2-1 at Goodison. Arsenal defeated Newcastle 2-0 at St. James's. Now, Man United v Liverpool was postponed um, because Manchester United fans breaching security uh, and into the stadium and onto the pitch in in protest of the club's owners uh, and their stance, I suppose. What do you want to... Uh, yeah, it was it was a um, bilateral 
uh, protest, as in <coughs> there were two different protests. Uh, there was one outside the hotel that the Manchester United and Liverpool players were staying at. Um, United plays at a hotel. Hey? United plays at a hotel. Yeah, they stay at the, this hotel. Um, Four games. I remember what it's called. Anyway, hotel in Manchester. They stay there the night before the oh. games they play. Um, and they were talking about logistics and things. They would have needed three buses for each team. Because that's what they because because the amount of staff and players and stuff oh, yeah, and yeah. social distancing and whatever mm. they have three buses for each team so it was almost impossible to get and there was a lot of people there there was a lot more at the stadium um, outside if you've ever been to Old Trafford I haven't but I'm told there's a big um, shop at one of the uh, sides of the stadium and it was just outside there and there was a lot of police now there was at least one police officer that was pretty badly injured he had a bot a a glass bottle broken and he was slashed in the face with it. So we obviously do not condone that and I would go as far as to say we don't condone people running onto the pitch and doing that. However, it does bring about how for years now that they have been com- owned by the Glazers and complaining about it a bit. Yeah, now, um, it's, now it's a boiling point. Yeah, but they've com- they've protested in many different ways for a long time. Uh, COVID, no COVID, whatever. Mm. And I think this is the only way that it may get the attention of the Glazers. If this doesn't, nothing will. Um, mm. Just because they had to do something. They haven't been heard. Obviously, they weren't being heard when the Super League was announced and that was ridiculous. Yeah, um, I'd l- yeah. so I'd, I think for a lot of them, they thought there was no other uh, choice. Yeah. Now, the violence is obviously... Most of them were peaceful, um, but there were a few... That turned the situation, running onto the pitch, is that violent? You can argue yes or no. I don't think anyone was majorly hit, but barring the police officer mm. that I just mentioned, um, no one, like none of the security guards or anything, they weren't going and beating people up or anything. They were just yeah. running onto the pitch. Someone did steal um, one of the... The corner take flag. One of the... Yeah, and the match ball. Um, <laughs> and there, there was a few videos of people taking shots and things. So yeah. it actually, there was a few that went on. Yeah. Then they kind of ran away, and then a whole like about a hundred or between a hundred and two hundred managed to get their way on the pitch. And there was an int- interesting photo with uh, Gary Neville uh, fist bumping one of them. Yeah. Um. But you know, they probably they're on the same side in in a sense. They they have the same views. Um. Not this. This was maybe not the right way to go about it. But then again, how do you get the attention of the owners? Um. That they really this, ha- don't like them, and it's been like this for a long time. Yeah, this should should get the attention. I think it has. However, um, one I think one of the commentators, uh, <coughs> Graham Sunes, said um, after the match, or not after the match, <laughs> when it was postponed, when they managed to get the uh, the fans, they might still be on the pitch. Um, he was a he's a pundit for Sky Sports uh, in the UK. He said that. Um, that it's maybe not just the the fans um, complaining about the the owners. Maybe if they weren't, if they were in a winning position, they might have not been doing this. Which I think is just ridiculous because that's yeah. not why they're doing it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they. But then this leads on to a bigger question: Will this happen anywhere else? And if it does, will it just postpone games? Um, because this is probably the biggest game of the season um, for Manchester United. It's usually the biggest game in English football every season. You can argue, but yeah. definitely for Manchester United. 
because of the rivalry at Old Trafford. Yeah. Um, even though there was going to be no one there, um, as in terms of spectators. Just the, just this, the game this itself. This just seems yeah. like the protests at Chelsea outside Stamford Bridge the other day were not violent. There was no... They weren't trying to break into the ground. They were just outside. Mm. Um, yes, they may have been um, ignoring some of the COVID restrictions and now they're easing a little bit in the UK, but still, these were definitely... But they were... But they were peaceful protests. This was like full-on invade the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was very coordinated too, which is probably needed to be um, to get a statement out there. And there was a lot of banners and the... the, the um, I'm not sure what the story is behind the green and gold scars. I think it was a smaller club that may have gone under and Manchester United had something to do with it or yeah. something I can't remember. I, I did read into it a little bit, but not as much as I probably should have. Yeah, I've not had the chance to. But anyway, that. it just mu- it just you know puts the question out there: Will this happen again? Um, yeah, which it very well could, especially at another United game potentially. Oh, uh, United, um, yeah, any of the Super League teams potentially. Yeah. Barring maybe Chelsea, and Manchester United, I just don't uh, Manchester City. <laughs> I just don't think there's I I don't think there's the the backlash on the owners. They don't like them much because of what they did, but I. Yeah. The Manchester United with the Glazers, the Liverpool with um, FSG, um, Arsenal with Kroenke, even the Spurs, um, their fans, I think it's been a more of a long-term thing and it's just, mm. you know, tipped them over the edge. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I obviously follow a lot more Liverpool mm. sort of related stuff and a lot of it's split between like, like enough is enough sort of mentality. Another side is like, look what FSG have actually brought to Liverpool and, like, brought success eventually. Um, but I, that that's funny for, like, for Liverpool fans to say that because, yes, you took your 30 years to win um, another title. That's fine. But Liverpool as a club has always been successful. Rich yeah. owners, poor owners, Rick no guys. owners. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. It's not something that, you know, they were never going to go plummeting down just because they always have that mass support um, and they could always raise raise revenue if they needed to. It, not so much the ownership, I think. Um, they're, they're, it was always going to be a successful club. Same with Manchester United. They've still been successful under the Glazers. Yeah. They've won stuff. Whereas Newcastle United have not. They yeah. have not improved. They've probably been got a lot worse under Mike the, Ashley. Up and down the, the tiers. Yeah. So... Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, so I can understand what they're saying. But they... I don't think it's... It's not FSG that won the Premier League. Yeah. Because it took them a while when FSG came in. They well, did hire FSG, the right people. Yeah, they've been there since, what, 2010. So, yeah, it took them, well, it took them what? Our first trophy was the League Cup, I think. No, it was even, I think it was the Champions League. Just, it took nine there, it years. Nine years to win a trophy. And there was a pretty, like, if in the 2014, 2013 to 20, oh, I mean, they almost won 2014. But besides that, yeah, every, it was there was a I massive think, low. Like yeah. going back to Manchester City and Chelsea, I think they're the only two teams you can argue that the owners have made like have come in and they've won because of mm. their ownership and the way that the owners have been yeah. directly involved. I don't think FSG, the Glazers, no, uh, the yeah, Cronkers have been directly like involved as much as Roman yeah. Abramovich and Sheikh Mansour have been like with their fingers in the club, like yeah. Another true way to put it, but you know what I mean? Like, they've been... Romans spent... Some estimates go up 
to like over $3 billion. Um, Whereas with the Glazers, they've taken out over a billion dollars in revenue. Yeah. Someone was saying, one of the fans said, I... It makes me sick to think if I spend 40 pounds in a ticket or whatever in the club, mm. the Glazers get five pounds. Yeah. Anyway, uh, another thing we should just add before we quickly move on. Um, the Glazers, when they uh, announced they didn't want to sell, they said they want to rekindle the relationship with the fans. It's It's gone. They never had it. Yeah, they never had a, a proper working relationship yeah. with the fans. It's it's got a lot to do with the way that they came in too. They they came in by kind of forcing other aggressively sh- uh, shareholders out of the, club, out of the yeah. club and having a hostile takeover. Yeah, um, which is another story. <laughs> and so yeah. it's not something that's just happened over the Super League. It's it's something that's been going on forever. Yeah, for a long time, I should say. I reckon we're done. Yeah, I think that's... Uh, so, yeah, enough. the match was postponed. No date has been set yet. The final game of Match Week 34 was uh, Tottenham Hotspur defeating Sheffield United 4-0. They moved to 5th now. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Yeah, we'll quickly go over the table as well. This is going to be a bit of a longer episode. Um, so, yeah, Gareth Bale scored a hat-trick. Um, and yeah. other standouts were Serge Aurier and Hong Min Sun. Now... Premier League table, uh, Sheffield. They're, well, out. They're, they're out. So Sheffield are out. Uh, West, West Brom, Brom eleven points off the pace with seven games. I think to you can play. write them off too. Uh, they're not yeah. official, but oh, what five games to play? So if they lose the next two, they're out. Fulham nine points off with four. Only games to ones play. that could claw the way back. If they lose the next two, they're out. Yep. Uh, Newcastle, yeah. Burnley. Newcastle. Burnley, it depends how Fulham and West Brom do. Just surviving. Yeah. Um, Burnley need a win Burnley Southampton Southampton got a good point against Leicester yep Brighton again what another one of those teams I'd say Palace is one safe. win away from being safe yeah uh, Wolves safe nothing more gonna come from their season Leeds also uh, Leeds Aston Villa those teams aren't gonna really move anywhere as well as Arsenal Everton now the uh, top four race I'd almost say Liverpool almost out of this Seven points off with uh, a game in hand could bring them four points in. I, I would <sighs> I say that feeling. they're very close to being out of it. I yeah, would I'd even say, say... If they were to lose to United, I'd almost... Out of the top off. four, I, I'd... Top four, yeah. I personally can't see it. I would write off top four. If they lost to United, if they had... The top four as it is, I can't see anyone else <laughs> being in the, finishing in the top four. I can't see yeah. West Ham kind of... Getting over Chelsea. Only team I could difference. see, I could see Leicester coming out for a West Ham. I could see Leicester game. coming out because Chelsea are only two so points away from them. They bottled it last year, and yeah. that draw to Southampton just shows which would be which would be bad for Leicester. Um, so if Chelsea win next week, and Leicester don't, or Leicester even draw, mm, which we'll um, get into, Chelsea have Man City. Chelsea would jump them. That could be yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Leicester and Man City, they're not going to move. I know, but it's just, it's so, like, uh, well, it's so exciting actually, though, because I know Liverpool's only tough game is against United. They're gonna, tough, they're just going to bottle the rest of the game. Tough so though. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's why I've, I've done the bunny. They drew against words. Leeds and that wasn't considered a tough game. Know. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. Um, so who knows? Because uh, Everton are only two points behind Liverpool. If you can almost say Liverpool and you can almost say Everton are in, 
which is a, it's a stretch, but... But then Arsenal on ninth, and you, you wouldn't think... You wouldn't you know say, what I mean? yeah, yeah. Like, I'd say Arsenal, Everton... Arsenal's best... The barrel there. Arsenal's really only chance of making European competition at this moment next year is if they win the Europa League. Yeah, all right. Same with... Oh, not Tottenham. Uh, sorry, same... No, not me, Tottenham no. aren't in. Um, so Tottenham... Well, yeah, if West Tottenham are a bit weird. West Ham still have a game in hand. They do, they but... also jump Tottenham. So, yeah, Tottenham could go back down to seventh if West Ham Liverpool... Uh, it's just a, it's a bunch it's, it's of odd, yeah. potential this, potential that. Um, but, yeah. I mean, potentially, Chelsea could go to uh, second. If well, actually, I saw a... Um, United. Yeah, I saw that. That thing I sent, but yeah. I think it's a bit skewed now. Yeah. Anyway, I won't bring it up because. But I mean, yeah, I can't see it shifting drastically. Yeah. Um, but who knows? Anything can happen there. Um, yeah, I guess the final thing to quickly add is, yeah, if City win the next game or if United lose the next game, whichever comes first, City are champions. Do they need to win or do they need to just draw? Mm, or what? If United. Because what's what's how many how many games are there left? So, yeah, United, they have to get a three-point gap. So, they have to win the next game or United have to lose the next game, whichever comes first. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because uh, potential points is what? Well, they could get another 12. 15 for Man United. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, they, As they where it stands they, right That's now, 82, yeah. isn't it? Where it stands right now, yeah. So, so if City, yeah, it's 82. So, if they, City so win if, if they draw, it'll be... Just delayed a week. Yeah. Pretty much like Liverpool last season. Like, oh, they can win it if they... Oh, Liverpool bottled it though last season. They could have won it way earlier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Imagine win. if Man- Manchester City were on form at the start of the season. They were dropping down. They were 10th at one point. I know. So imagine they were on Liverpool form were for the whole top season. top of the league at New Year's. That's f- nuts. Manchester City won't get 100 points. No, they can't. That's yeah, crazy. They can't. They'll still get their 90s, which is well, mental only... to think where they were yeah. at, um, at the end of last year. Yeah, very true. All right. Anyway, <laughs> we've been I mean, Chelsea was on top at the end of last year. Yeah. All right, 35 minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to speed through transfer whispers, and then we'll speed through tipping and speed through yes or no, and then we'll speed... You should change it to episode. transfer shouts. Nah, nah, I don't. <laughs> That's stupid. All right, transfer whispers. This week on Transfer Whispers, um, we've got no contract. Oh, actually, no, that's a lie. We've got some contract. Oh, I'll get through all this. Uh, first up, Jesse Lingard, Manchester United to West Ham permanently, potentially. Mm. Um, Good move. <coughs> it's been reported that if West Ham qualify for European football, that includes the Europa League, Lingard will seek a permanent move. What to about the, the Conference Hunters. League? Because that's European football. Oh, I don't know. I. I God. It almost sounds like a cop out, but yeah, potentially. I would just stay because he's getting goals and he's actually playing well. He's got he's a um, transfer value of only 15 mil. Obviously, that went down when he had that spell at United, um, or that big spell. There was some suggestion that they might try and get Rice for him. Uh, uh, yeah, I have heard But that. I can't see Rice wanting to go to Manchester United. I can't say the only other club, either. and I know I'm a bit biased, that he would yeah, want to go to is Chelsea. Chelsea. Just because of Mason and... Um, his connection already. Yeah. Uh, well, now we'll talk about Chelsea now. Okay. Uh, Tammy Abraham. Um, couple teams interested in him now that Chelsea have shown interest in another striker, which would push him down to third or fourth preference. I think he is behind Giroud at this point. 
Depends where you were playing. If you're playing in uh, Europe, then he's behind Giroud. Yeah. If you're playing in the Premier League, he's not. So. Um, but Giroud's out the door too. He currently has a value of 40 million euro, <sighs> which is just under. Uh, it's not bad. It's a lot higher than I thought it would be. Yeah, so it has been reported if Chelsea receive a bit of at least 40 million pounds, Abraham will be likely to depart. Uh, Leicester also showing interest, as I said last week, but this time West Ham also showing Leicester. interest. That would make a bit of Vardy, sense for Leicester, wouldn't it? Vardy is aging. Yeah. Uh, it would make sense to go to Leicester. Also, West He'd Ham. He'd have a bit more of the spotlight, too. West Ham don't really have that main striker. I mean, they have Lingard. They had Heller. He's out. Well, if they keep Lingard, then they're fine. Yeah. I think Lingard could play more. Oh, well, he does play as like an attacking midfielder. But imagine that Lingard-Abraham link up. They could be a real contender next year if they were to sign both of them. I was, um, on a different note, I was surprised to see that uh, Anton Griezmann and Usman Dembele are the same person. Um, <laughs> <coughs> Funny. Oh, okay. If next, you get it, you, you get it. If you know, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next up, we have um, a bit of a different one. Mary Demerel, uh, Juventus centre-back, young Juventus centre-back, 23 years old. It's been linked to Everton. They're all jumping ship. Yeah. Uh, probably, oh, I mean, if they lose the next game, they're in real deep water. Um, yeah, so 25 to 30 million euros is the potential uh, pricing for him at Juventus if he was to leave. Uh, Everton, again, it'd be almost a, it'd be a massive downgrade, but he's not a main centre-back at Juventus. You know, they've got Chiellini and Delit, so he's not going to get much game time there anyway. Um, yeah. I mean, I can see... Uh... Carlo Ancelotti going for him. Been a while since I've heard that. Yeah, exactly. He's Italian too, isn't he? Demerel. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I think he's from like Albania or something. Oh, weird like that. Let me hear. No, let me. Hear. I don't know. He, he seems he, he seems like that kind of player. He is. I don't know. He's from Turkey. Duff. That's not like they don't <laughs> like each other or anything. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's go to... Oh, wait, I'm on the wrong page. Um, next, uh, Jules Koundé. We've talked about him uh, a lot since uh, January. Uh, the Sevilla centre-back, he is uh, liked by a lot of clubs. He has a 90 million euro release clause, which will not be triggered by any club. <laughs> Why um, did he sign that? However, uh, you can still send... Um, what are they called? Bids. Bids, yeah. Um Real Madrid are the next club uh, to show interest. They would uh, potentially, or reportedly, potentially be um, be likely to offer around 50 to 60 million euros plus a player for him. Um, really? Yeah. Another club that's also interested, which we talked about a couple weeks ago, oh, the, is... The club that goes, oh, we're so Chelsea. poor. <coughs> Chelsea did the same thing, though. No, but Real, Chelsea aren't going, well, we're so poor, we need to create a Super League. No. Um, I mean, like, they're, they're willing to bid a similar thing. Okay, so um, how do they pull that out of the hat for that? <coughs> I don't think for that. A, for a, an unknown, well, he's not an unknown, but, I mean, he's not played at a massive club yet. Yeah. He's been impressive. In he has, the, but... Liga. So it was Pepe when he played in bloody... in France, so... <laughs> yeah. That's true. I mean, if he stays in La Liga, it would make more sense because he's been... He's been in La Liga, but there's a difference between playing for Sevilla in La Liga 
and Real Madrid. Mm. A bit more expectation on your shoulders. Yeah, and the the Champions League is mm. a certain well, all all Almost but a certain. certain yeah. Um, um, anyway, yeah, Chelsea three. I mean, look it? at Eden Hazard. Not that Chelsea's, I wouldn't say, what the hell is that? much of a small club, but three weeks ago, yeah, Chelsea yeah. reportedly said they would do fifty to sixty million plus Hakim Ziyech. That was their reported like one. I don't want to see him go yet. Yeah, he hasn't really had the chance as well. Uh, he's only been there one season. Um, and lastly, in the rumours, we have Bubakare Samare. Uh, the Lille CDM has been linked to Leicester City. Um, so, yeah, 22 years old. Would link up nicely with uh, Wilfred Ndidi, that middle of the park Indeed there. he would. Indeed he would. Um, so, yeah, that's just a rumour there. And we'll quickly go to the confirmed uh, contracts. Uh, Kaylor Navas signed a three-year deal at Juventus. Uh, keeps him there till June 2024. Also... Kaylor uh, Navas. Kaylor Navas. Send a... Uh, Center back, goalkeeper. Juventus. Did I say Juventus? Yeah. PSG. I was gonna say he was playing for yeah. PSG on the weekend. My bad. I'm thinking, am I? If I lost it, like <laughs> I think I've lost it. Yeah. That's um, all right. I was. Yeah. Just yeah. Sure. So Kalo Navas at PSG for three years. <laughs> you scared me there. <laughs> Eric Bailly signed another three-year deal at United. Um, both those confirmed. So they're both there till 2024. Said Kalo Navas is 34. Hey, Kalo Navas, thirty-four. He's not bad. Been around for a while at Real Madrid. It was obviously Real Madrid for those Champions Leagues. Um, so he yeah. he signed he signed a contract after he he conceded two goals. That's the way to do it. No, yeah, it was before. Was before? It was before the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I <coughs> I don't think he could like. I mean, I don't think anyone really blames him for those. But yeah, I mean, they're pretty they're pretty bad. Yeah, he, in the the free kick, he wouldn't have been able to see it. And the, the other one, one. just. I wouldn't have expected More anticipating. Anyway. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's all for Transfer Whispers. And we'll now move on to tipping and fixtures. Now we'll move on to uh, the fixtures and our tipping for this week. We start off with the rest of Premier League Match Week 34, which sees West Bromwich Albion taking on Wolverhampton Wanderers on Tuesday, May the 4th, Star Wars Day, at 3am <laughs> at the Hawthorns. Um, I think that Wolves will win 2-0. I've gone Wolves 2-1. The next match is Burnley taking on West Ham United on Tuesday, May the 4th uh, at 5.15am at Turf Moor. And I think Burnley will win 1-0. I've gone West Ham 2-0 and they'll go back into fifth. Oh, okay. Uh... Now we move on to the Champions League semi-final second legs, which see Manchester City taking on PSG on Wednesday, May the 5th at 5am. This is a big... At... Uh, sorry, at the Etihad? Yeah. Big one. Uh, I've gonna, I'm going to go with history here. PSG will win 3-2 and go through. I think Manchester City will win two. What? Sorry, I think they're going to win two nil, and then we'll go, go through. It. Yep. And then bottle it in the final. <coughs> um, to Real Madrid. Yeah, well, that's how I'm going to pick. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah, Real Madrid will win uh, one nil and go through. Yeah, I've gone Chelsea one nil. They'll go through to face PSG. Th- that your version would be a bit more poetic. 
Yeah, I Tuchel think especially PSG, I, especially if Tuchel manages to get up in the final if they get through. Yeah. So a bit of a. Mm-hmm. And just how how many? Well, it hasn't happened, but if it does happen, which I don't think it will, because I think Real Madrid, I've, already, I've tipped Real Madrid. Uh. How many managers have gone to a club, got them to the Champions League, got relegated, then the next year? Got them back into the Champions League final. A, the, a club, get, get into a new club. Got relegated. So, not relegated. So, he got, so, <laughs> potential, hypothetical. Okay, yeah. He got PSG to the final of the Champions League yeah, last he year. He got sacked, yeah. went to a new club, and then potentially could get them into, has that ever happened before? Because that's pretty, that's pretty hard to do. If you think about it, get, he's got it, he's had it, he would have had a, to get a job after getting sacked. After getting to the final of... I mean, there's a bit of a history about getting... And his old team in the final. That'd be unreal. I don't think that's happened before. Nah, I don't think... So, that. it could happen. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah, anyway, so that's our predictions. Um, so, you think PSG-Chelsea. I think Real Madrid-Manchester City. Just <laughs> Handy that it's the opposite, isn't it? Your little... Uh, your little scheme you got going on there. Perhaps. Anyway. It's proven uh, not to work before that. Twice. Yeah. Ish. Anyway. But I don't care. I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, next, we move on to Premier League Match Week 35, which sees the start of which sees Leicester City taking on Newcastle United on Saturday, May the 8th at 5am at the King Power Stadium. And I think that Newcastle will win 1-0. So I, I noticed you're doing this to other clubs now that you want to lose. Oh, you want to win? I uh, why would I want Leicester City to win? Mm. I'd like Chelsea to the finish third. Burn- he said Burnley won nil against West. No, I just think it's going to happen. It uh, it has cost you in the tipping. I will give you that. <laughs> you got to be bold, Tom. Huh? You got to be bold. You got to be, but <laughs> if it pays off, you look like a genius. I know. That's why I do it. <laughs> anyway, doesn't pay off a lot, but no, nah, yeah. Looks like someone's going to lose the tipping this year. It's all right. <laughs> Still got a couple of months. You'll be able to catch me up. Anyway, keep going. We'll tell you the scores in a sec. Yep. What are you going with? Did I not say? No. 2-0 oh. <laughs> <laughs> Leicester. <laughs> the next match is Leeds United. I was waiting for the queue. Uh, taking on Tottenham Hotspur on Saturday, May the 8th at 9.30pm. And I am at Elland Road, and I think that Leeds will draw with Tottenham 1-1. I, I predicted a Leeds 1-0 for you. I reckon Tottenham will win 3-0. The next match is Sheffield United <coughs> um, taking on Crystal Palace on Sunday, May the 9th at 12am at Bramall Lane, one of the last fixtures uh, that we may see Sheffield United in for a while mm. in the Premier League. Uh, I think this will be... A Sheffield United 2-1 win. 2-1. They've started to pick up pace after they've been relegated, which makes no sense, but only Sheffield United would do it. Anyway. Hacking bottom. Is it hacking bottom? Hacking bottom. Poor yeah. hacking bottom. <laughs> I've gone Palace 1-0. Very good. Uh, the next match is Manchester City taking on Chelsea on Sunday, May the 9th at 2.30am at the Eddie Had. Maybe they might. They might. They, they might could. not. I don't Who think knows? they will, though. Um, I don't think they will. I mean, if United lose, but I've got... Eddie had... Um, I don't think they'll win it here. 
Yeah, I think uh, Manchester City will win 1-0. I've gone with a 1-1 draw. So they won't win it. You said that you think they'll win it, and you've gone with a 1-1 no, draw. I mean, like, they'll obviously win the, t- the league. But not here. Not here, yeah. Okay. The next match is Liverpool taking on Southampton on Sunday, May the 9th at 5.15am at Anfield. Um, so I think that Liverpool will win 1-0. And Liverpool 3-1. Also, don't know when that other game's going to be scheduled. Never. It could be in this in-between, like, yeah, midweek. Could be. We don't know yet. Well, that wouldn't be good for either of them. Why? Oh, no, and it can't be midweek because United have a game Friday. Yeah. So it'd have to be the week after. Anyway, keep going. They could play it after the season ends. <laughs> I mean, it could be something on the line. You never know. Maybe. Uh, the next match is Wolves <laughs> Wolverhampton Wanderers taking on Brighton and Hove Albion on Sunday May the 9th at 9pm <clears throat> and I think the Brighton will win 2 actually I don't think they'll win I reckon Wolves will win 3-2 I thought we were on the same wavelength there I've gone Brighton 2-1 the next match is Aston Villa taking on Manchester United on Sunday May the 9th at 11.05pm odd starting time there uh, at Villa Park, and I think that Manchester United will win 2-1. I've gone the same. I thought you were going to go Villa there. I'm starting to predict your predictions. <laughs> I, I got that, yeah. Uh, the next match is West Ham United, or Lingard United, as they will now be called, uh, taking on Everton on Monday, uh, May the 10th at 1.30am at the London Olympic Stadium. I think that... It will be very close, but I think it will be a 2 2 draw. Oh, okay. I've gone West Ham 3 0. <laughs> okay. Uh, the next match, and the last that we'll be tipping for this week, is Arsenal taking on West Bromwich Albion on Monday, May the 10th at 4 a.m. at the Emirates. And now, this, I think, may be a game that could be stormed, like we saw at. Well, there's quite a lot of anger with uh, I'll Cronky. put that in your prediction. Cronky and the gang. Protest. Um, they'll be waving their Spotify banners. and <laughs> That's that's going to be weird if it ever happens um, to think we're funding Arsenal. I've seen so many memes like uh, Arsenal fans watch, uh, listening to ads on Spotify so they can buy players or something. <laughs> this podcast will be exclusive on uh, Apple Music from now on, though. <laughs> Exclusively uh, on Arsenal. And but, but then you have to realise he probably only makes 11%. Which is still a lot of money, but still. you know what I mean? Like, it's not like... They're know. not going to start wearing... Pre- I can't see them starting wearing Spotify on their shirts. No. Anyway. What's your prediction? Uh, West Bromwich Albion, 1-0. <laughs> I've done it. I've done it. I've predicted... Uh, I've got Arsenal, 2-0. And I've also got... You've got a protest. So if you get that wrong, that's minus 100 points. Yeah. Huh? But if that? I get it right, it's plus a thousand. Uh, if you get, if there's a protest on the field, on the field, is that what you're saying? Well, there's going to be a protest. It's going to get onto the field. So, like what there, happened today? Will there be fans on the field? No, there will be supporters in the field. Fans can't walk. All right, so you're predicting if there is fans, mm. if the same thing happens like Old Trafford, I'll give you thirty points. I'll take it. <laughs> Thirty points, just to make it interesting. Okay. Yeah, what's the score? What's the what's the score right now? On the thing, they're not played yet. So I made the tenth. No, the tally. Oh right. Um, 
282. Tom is on, and I am on 244. Let's see. 30, that wouldn't even level us. 30 points. No, I can't give you the fucking... I can't give you the lead. I'll give. I'll get you 10 points in it. <laughs> anyway, uh, now we'll move on to yes or no. Now it's time for yes or no. If you're new to the podcast, the way yes or no works is Tom and I will each ask each other three different questions and we can simply only reply with yes or no. Tom, would you like to go first? Yes. My first question is, will Man City win the Premier League this week before next episode? No. My first question is, will we see another Manchester... Uh, Old Trafford event, as we were discussing, happen before the end of the season. Like a similar event? A similar event. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Okay. My second question to you is, should Tammy Abraham leave Chelsea? Oh, do you mean leave as in leave for good? Leave like in, in his best interest, should he leave Chelsea? But do you mean leave or loan leave? Should he go to another club in the summer? So he could be loaned, is that what you're saying? Yeah, could be loaned. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to get specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my second question is, should Harry Kane leave Tottenham? Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't think about that for a second. All right. Uh, I got to think of another one right here. All right. My final question to you is... I can't think of it. Oh, mate, this is why I'm planning. All right. Um, should should mm. Lionel Messi stay at Barcelona? Yes. My last question to you is, if England do very well in the Euros, win all very well, mm. subsequently no, Harry Kane does very well in, yeah, in the Euros, will Harry Kane win the Berlin d'Or? It depends on a lot more. Say if they that. win it. If they win it. If they, it just if they win it, and he's obviously going to be instrumental because he always is. Um, Providing he's on twenty-one goals now. So let's say triple. And it's a year thing. Oh, yeah, let's say doubles. Um, because it's not just goals, but no, I don't think he'd win it. I don't think. Okay. And that was yes or no. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at GZ underscore football. Um, you can follow Ryan on Twitter at RP underscore shop. And you can follow myself at Thomas Hayes underscore. Um, all of our description and uh, all of our links and references are in the description. I'm dying here. Thanks for putting up with my coughs uh, throughout the episode. Um, and hopefully you stay to the end because this is a longer one. Thanks for listening. Ciao. Ciao.